listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Ah. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you Mark Winner, for that uh, introduction. Uh, thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well... Welcome to the biggest week in American podcasting, and we are podcasting live from the Courtyard Marriott in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Thank you very much. I'd like to start the show with a little anecdote about Napoleon, but I think I'll hold that a second. I want to tell you that this is the first of a special series of podcasts this week. That's because there is just so much going on. And in fact, there's so much going on that this entire podcast, it's simply going to be an introduction to our other podcasts. And when I say our, I don't mean just me. I mean me and book character Bill Holm. Oh, hello, Bob. Thank you. It's just so wonderful to be here at the Courtyard by Marriott in Ann Arbor doing this podcast. Did you ever think that you would be doing the Biggest Week in American Podcasting podcast? I never dreamed of it. I mean, I'd I'd read things about it and I'd heard about it, but I never dreamed that I'd actually be podcasting in the Greatest Week in American podcasting. Now, we tried to get the St. Charles room downstairs to do this podcast, but uh, there were some other podcasters who had booked that ahead of us. Oh, we demand silence in a podcasting environment. We don't want other podcasters around. Nope. So instead, we are in the St. James Infirmary room of the Marriott, and a pretty, pretty nice room. Pretty nice. Oh, it's fine. I mean, I had a glass of water. It, it was drinkable. Yeah, yeah. And that's about all you ask. Mm-hmm. So we've got... A full, full agenda here for this show. Who am I, by the way? Oh, I am here with, uh, I just thought that you were so well known that people would know you simply from the sound of your voice. Because well, you, you are a frequent me. guest. Frequent guest. Book character Bill Holm <clears throat> is accompanying me on this trip we're taking for the biggest week in American podcasting. And book character Bill Holm has been in all three of my books. Yes, I have. And my three books are Enslaved by Ducks, Foul Weather, and my latest book, Kitty Cornered. And I'm also working on a new book, which we'll talk about. And book character Bill Holm is going to be in that book, of course. I am? Yes, of course. So how long have we been doing podcasts together, would you say? Oh, probably since the beginning of podcasting. I think so, too. And... When was that? Like about 19, I don't know, 77? It was, um, it was after Gunsmoke went off the air, okay, I know that. Okay, okay. But as you know, I occasionally like to start the show with a Napoleon anecdote. <laughs> well, that's why these podcasts are so beloved. So I guess we'll get to that. And um, this is just a little curiosity. Well, I'm going to hear it now. Why can't I hear it now? We are going to. I just, oh. I, I'm, we're going to get to it right now. Oh. But um, I just want to say this is a little curiosity I found out about Napoleon while uh, doing some research on the web. Hmm. Okay, now. Is hang, this, this is the, the okay, go This ahead. is an irony. Okay. So hold on to your hat when you hear this, because this is going to dumbfound you. Mm-hmm. 
Did you know that Napoleon met his Waterloo at the Battle of Waterloo? What? Yeah, isn't that, think of the what? coincidence. He met his Waterloo at the Battle of Waterloo. He must have, no, I mean, when he went to Waterloo, he must have, I mean, yeah. what, did, what did he think was going to happen? Well, I know, I mean, that's just astonishing, though. I mean, what a coincidence. It's, wow. it's one of the most curious things that's ever happened in history. That's right. That's like bringing coals to Coal City. Yes, yes, it is. So, you might wonder, what does this have to do with pets? And what this has to do with pets is that, we are here in Ann Arbor, Michigan, for two reasons. And one of those reasons is that we are going to speak tonight. We have been invited to speak tonight at the library in Hamburg Township. There must be some kind of mistake. And they have a schedule for an hour and 15 minutes. That is really a mistake. Yeah, because uh, my talks are usually about a half hour. That's right. And it kind of throws a, a monkey wrench into the wikes because... Um, is this where the animals come in? Yes, because the whole idea, well, it's because it's a talk on Kitty Cornered. It's my book, Kitty Cornered. Oh, that's right. So that's the animal connection. I'm talking on my book, Kitty Cornered. Mm -hmm. Kitty Cornered came out last year. And so I usually talk for, what, half hour? And if you're here, we can Boy, stretch it out. it's hard for me to, to judge. I mean, I sit there. Time stands still, doesn't it? really it? does. People enjoy them so much that time freezes. I really, I look at the clock, and I think, wow, you know, really not much time has passed. No, I see people checking their watches mm -hmm. while I talk, and I think, now those are people who are having a good time. <laughs> That's right. How can we extend this good time? So they made it an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, and uh, originally I was going to record the library talk. Talk, thinking it was a typical half-hour talk, well, and then that would be one of our podcasts. Mm -hmm. But So what are you going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. It's hard to know. I was thinking, though, that maybe if we were to talk oh, about so it right now... Well, I was thinking if we talk about it right now, this would be really fascinating for listeners because they miss the part of the show where you and I sit down and we spend two, three hours hashing out how we're going to do a podcast. You know, a lot of people find that more interesting than the show itself. Hard to believe, but uh, actually that's where all the really creative stuff comes in. It's Not on the show. Very little of the creativity ever makes it onto no, the but show. there's a lot of give and take. I mean, there's a lot of laughs and a lot of good lines. Some tears. So Some tears. Tantrums. There's, well, I mean... Shooting incidents. The creative process is just fraught with danger. So we were thinking, or at least I was thinking, that's the royal we... I was thinking I that, certainly wasn't thinking. Well, I was thinking that what if we let the listeners in a little bit on the creative process while we oh, decide how we're going to cover these I things. I see, see where we, you're going. And, you know, I just envy the listener. I would love to be a listener to this show to hear this kind of thing. Mm, yeah, I, I would too. So what do you, what do you think we should do? We got it. Or if uh, I just record the library talk, it's an hour and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. so, so what? Well... Should we, like, make two shows out of it, or does that sort of... Boy, don't ask me. I mean, I, if it were up to me, I'd probably make three or four shows out of it. And just f say that even if it's hard for people to come into the middle of something, that's the breaks. Right. I feel that every second of the presentation should be available to podcast listeners. And if that means doing it in one long podcast, if it means chopping it up into many podcasts, if it means personally delivering podcasts to people, we could do that. Whoa, boy, the creative juices are flowing. Wow, I just feel it. Whoa. Whoa. Well, and another thing, maybe what we could do is uh, just do excerpts. Oh. And we could do lead-ins to the oh, excerpts. Oh, that's a good idea. Like too. we could say, uh, you know, just have little framing things. And in case we're, we don't get together again, 
Because we don't see each other very often. No. I mean, you no, mean hardly you, ever. No. So maybe we should do some of those setups now. So, for instance, I would say, hey, Bill, let's play back one of the really best moments from our talk at the Hamburg Library. You know the one I'm thinking of, don't you? Oh, I sure do. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Let's roll that. Okay. Okay, then we'll do that, and then uh, let, let's set up another one. Mm. You want to set this No, one no, up? no, go ahead. I was just grunting. Okay. Here was a poignant story I told that my audience really seemed to enjoy. Oh, my goodness, yes. I mean, tears were shed. Okay, let's roll that one. Okay. Okay, I think that's good. So we might do it like that. Another thing we could also do is do an entire podcast on humiliations at public events. Not that this is going to be one. Oh, I bet it will. You think it will? Well, I'm sure it will. I guess if it follows. I don't know why it wouldn't. Because we've done on the Enslaved by Ducks, Foul Weather, and Kitty Cornered National Book Tours, mostly confined to southwestern Michigan. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a hotbed of book sales, though. Yeah. I mean, we've done lots of public events. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've done... People are always asking for you to come back. They are. Well, yeah, this is a return visit. This is one of those times. This is a return visit. And we've had some bad experiences, too. So, I mean, maybe uh, we could... Listeners have as well. Think of the people listening right now. Well, especially them. But, for example, I was at the Casnovia Ladies Literary Club Mm. about a month ago. And just before I went on to give my talk, I said to the president, I said, I asked her, I said, so what book are you going to be reading next month? And she said, we don't read books. This is the Casnovia Ladies Literary Society, or Ladies Literary Club, hmm. one or the other. Hmm. So that was kind of a letdown. I can see. I mean, boy, I'm glad I wasn't at that one. No, no. So anyway, that's one thing that we are here for. And so we're just kind of introducing the fact that we are in town in Ann Arbor. We are in town. In Ann Arbor to do a talk in Hamburg, Hamburg Township. That's not a language. Hamburg. No. No. (laughs) So, and then the other thing we are here for, for the biggest week in American podcasting, is the biggest week in American birding. Do those often coincide? No. Mm. No. Mm. In fact, we are doing the biggest week in American podcasting because we have gotten too big for just one podcast. Well, yeah. Because we've got these two topics. Uh We've got the library talk, and that's a whole podcast. And then we've got the biggest week in American birding, and we're going to talk about our approach to that in days of yore. We are? (laughs) (laughs) we got to talk about something. Oh, wow. I don't know if I can even remember days of yore. Right. So that's why this is the biggest week in American podcasting. It's because we are really pushing the envelope. I saw the envelope on the uh, (laughs) the floor now. Yeah, it's on the floor. So I pushed it a little too far. So when we get back... (laughs) <laughs> from our, from our break, we're going to talk about. So the part we will one, be removed from the air. There will be no us after the break. Well, luckily, standards are incredibly high for this show. Well, as you've noticed, clearly. So we're going to be right back after this word from our sponsor, and then we're going to talk about the biggest week in American birding and uh, what's going on with that and with us. That sounds great to me, Bob. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Dog Shelter Blues, the new novel by Mark Conkling. This hard-hitting story lights up the world of animal rescue with engaging characters and their pets. 
struggling with their own internal demons as they attempt to rescue innocent creatures that sometimes bring a mysterious transforming power to broken lives. Read the first chapter of Dog Shelter Blues free at dogshelterblues.com and come along a breathtaking journey that ends with an astonishing triumph of good over evil. Order your copy of Dog Shelter Blues today. Available at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Are you crazy about cats? If so, check out The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition. This clever how-to manual for cats, written by a cat named Quasi, contains more laughs than should be allowable in one book, and is poignantly underscored by the combative yet loving relationship between Quasi and his human. The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition, is guaranteed to have you laughing your tail off. So, treat yourself to a copy today. Available from Amazon. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. So you can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and hopefully we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys. Ow! In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Well, welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back from that break. I'm Bob Tard, author of the books Enslaved by Ducks, Fall Weather, and my latest book, Kitty Corner. And I'm here with book character Bill Holm. Hello. Glad to be back. And we are doing the biggest week in American podcasting to salute. To salute? To salute. Oh. The biggest week in American birding. And now the biggest week in American birding. I didn't. Wait a minute. I did not realize this was a salute. (laughs) That puts this in a whole different light. I mean, I thought they just happened to go inside, and all of a sudden, it's a salute. Excuse me. Um, it's well, the name is a salute. The name is based. One name is. Let's face it. I stole the name. Oh, and I'm trying oh, to kind of cover my tracks by I saying see. it's a salute. I'm sorry. So I didn't get it. We have done okay. The biggest week in American birding is a large event that takes place at McGee Marsh every year. 
And I, I don't know if it takes place at also Ottawa National Wildlife Refuge next door, but it's mostly at McGee Marsh. I don't know either. And the biggest week in American birding is a special week, and I believe it's organized by the Black Swamp Bird Observatory. And uh, Ken Kaufman, who is the editor and author of several field guides. And it's at uh, McGee Marsh, and people flock from literally all over the world because this is the best place generally to see the warbler migration in the entire United States. Do they take big silver birds as they flock? <laughs> they do. Sail, sail away silver birds. Sail on silver bird? Well, I was thinking of on high. On see high. the silver bird on high. Oh, it's a silver wing on high. Never mind. So that could be probably edited out. That's too much trouble, though. Um, <laughs> see, it was the Gordon Lightfoot song in the early oh, morning yeah. rain. Oh, and I, I see the silver wing on high. Remember that, Buffy Saint Marie? Yep. <laughs> so in the past, we have done podcasts on the biggest week in American birding because we've been here. This is our third time. Biggest Week in American Birdie. Yes. When were we here before? Last year and the year before. And now let me refresh your memory a little bit. That first time we did a podcast on the Biggest Week in American Birding, there was a lot of elation Mm -hmm. in the podcast because uh, we were just amazed at the number of birds that we saw. It was just a fabulous experience. It was astounding. There was a lot of joy. Oh, people were so happy. (laughs) <laughs> they were. And uh, I think someone even might have responded to the show. No, no, that never happened. I got one email. You did? Yeah. And then, but last year, we were a little bit jaded already, having been there one year. And so last year, we started to get bothered a little bit by the crowds. Well, yes, absolutely. Because how many people would you say were there at any one time? Boy, I'd say probably forty, fifty thousand. 50,000. <laughs> Well, it's pretty jam-packed. <laughs> Would you say 1,500 people? Well, I mean, that parking lot is huge. It is and huge. often the parking lot is pretty full. Of course, a lot of times it's one RV that takes up 18 <laughs> oh, that, spaces and it's just one guy. That's very true. But that's still. That's very true. But it's it's very crowded on the boardwalk. Oh, it is. You you can barely squeeze through. And then, like we said before in these podcasts, if anything is seen, then everyone just, like is sucked to this one spot to look at what might be some warbler that they've seen before. Right, right. So the first podcast we did then was a lot of joy, and then last year's podcast was a little disappointed, a little disheartened, a little bitter. Jaded. Yep. So I'm thinking, again, letting people in on the creative juices as they flow and the exchange of ideas is that... um, It's electric in here. You could just feel the creativity. I envy our listeners. I, I do too. I envy I, them being part of it. I wish I, I was part of it. I didn't at first, but now I do. I wish I was part of the pre- I wish creative I could process. Feel. I wish I could be listening and feeling what's coming through the podcast speaker right now. I wish we had a listener to tell us what to do. <laughs> yes, that would be nice. But what we want to do is try and take a little different approach, and I just don't know what that approach would be to the biggest week in American birding. Hmm. I certainly don't know. No, I don't have any idea. No idea at all. So I guess we'll just have to see what strikes well, us. Well, we won't know until we get there. Yeah. But I like to have preconceptions, too. Well, I do, too. And my preconception is that it's just going to be really crowded, and it's going to be not many birds. And we're going to not only be disappointed, we're going to be angry this time. That's my prediction. We're going to be angry. Well, I think one reason you were so angry last year is that you do not like birders. Well, that's true. I, I do not like birders. You don't like them at all. 
I find them distasteful. I find them um, narcissistic, unfriendly, and, and pompous. Well, I have a confession to make, I'm afraid. What's that? I am a birder. What? I am a birder. What? You never, I didn't. Yeah, I am a birder. And Where did this I, come from? I, well, there's two reasons that I'm making this confession did, now. The first of them. I thought you were pretty pompous today. Well, I, I've been Good. noting the wear along the primaries of certain birds that I've been seeing, which distinguishes them from a, a second year adult. Well, you know, it's an alternate plume. This is an alternate you, plumage podcast. You well, th that's another reason I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. Well, there's two reasons why I'm confessing to be a birder, and the first is it's just plain good. It's just to give me a heart attack, isn't it? This is just shocking. Okay, three reasons. All right, it's to promote my book that I'm writing right now, or at least to get in the groove. I shouldn't promote it because it's going to be years before it's finished and years before someone decides to publish it. But I'm writing a book about birding, so I have to kind of change my image. So I have to come out as a birder. What's your image now? Um, a non-entity. So I'm just trying to have any identity whatsoever. It's basically okay, what you're a birder. Down. Yeah. And then the other reason that I'm coming out as a birder is that I realize I actually enjoy it. What? Yeah. This is another. Th I, this is just all due to me. I did no idea that you are a birder and that you enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, and the thing about it is that I really rack my brain, and I can't think of one other thing that I enjoy. I don't enjoy anything, but I, can't I enjoy think of anything that you enjoy. No, I don't like anything. I don't like to do anything. No, I hate doing just about everything. Mm -hmm. But I like birding. Why? For a short period of time. Well, yeah, but why? Well, you have to buy the book to find out. Oh, I see. Yeah, because it's very complicated. I'll bet it is. I'll bet it is. So when was the first time you said to yourself, I am a birder? When I decided it, to write the book. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. So, and now this brings us, you know, I've been talking about going to McGee Marsh, but I birded Muskegon Wastewater a little while ago with a... Um, no, is that what pretty, happened pretty, there? Yeah, yeah. With a, a, a pretty uh, high-quality birder. And I mentioned I was going to McGee Marsh, and he said, also pronounced Maggie Marsh. Oops. And I've called it McGee Marsh for years. And, and um, I have, because that's what you call it. Yeah, yeah. So this and, is making me look bad. And then I ordered a new pair of binocs a while ago, a new pair of binoculars. And the company I ordered it from, I mentioned I wanted to get them in time for my trip to McGee Marsh. And the fellow said, oh, yeah, he had heard about it, but never been to Maggie Marsh. Mm. Oh, boy. I mean, this is this is a disaster. It is. This is very bad, because what are we going to do with these shows that we've done now? Are we going to go back and edit it? I mean, I don't want to be saying McGee Marsh when it's... <clears throat> What is it? What is it? Maggie Marsh. Maggie Marsh. Maybe if we say it now with different inflections, I can edit it in. So if I say Maggie Marsh, Maggie Marsh, Maggie Marsh. Here we are in Maggie Marsh. Maggie Marsh. I don't believe it. Okay. So I'll try and edit some of those into the right places and, and see if that works. But if it's too much work, I'm just, we're just going to have, well, no one listens to them anyway. So no, I mean, you really don't have to put any work into this at all. No, no. So. Ken Kaufman did a forecast for, you know, what's... Partly birdie? What's a, partly birdie, that's good. With a 50% chance of plovers. It's going to be plover cast today. Yeah, yeah. I and, had that feel about it in the air. And I feel like we're going to be disappointed because he said that the uh, big wave of warblers was coming in a few days ago. And nothing new is going to come in for a couple of days now. So 
it looks like there are not going to be new arrivals except for people. So we could be we could be disappointed. Can I ask a question? Yeah. How does he know that? Well, the birds like to come in on fronts because it's less work for them if they come in on a front that's moving in from the south. I'd rather be on the back. I would too. But if you're in I front, like you're pushed. I like to see where I've been. <laughs> yes. Birds, too. Okay. Especially the uh, double-headed hummingbird. Oh, well. (laughs) I hope we see one of those. (laughs) So, I I don't know. It might be slow. And that's why I have a suggestion for you. And that is, you just got a brand new iPhone. I did. And I'm wondering if you have the Twitter app. I do. Did you download the Twitter app? Yes, I think I did. Did you? Have you tweeted on it yet? I've tweeted... And, well, I don't know if I've actually tweeted. I've looked at tweets. Okay, because there's a hashtag. I've tweeted. There's a hashtag, Biggest Week. And if we monitor the Biggest Week hashtag, for instance, someone today said that. Are we going to get the birding Biggest Week or the podcasting Biggest Week? We don't have a hashtag. If I would have thought about it, I would have had a Biggest Week in American podcasting hashtag to let people in live on what was going on in the biggest week in American podcasting. But, you know, for a while, there's going to be an overlap. What's going on in the biggest week in American birding is going to overlap with the biggest week in American podcasting. So it's not all bad news. I think Twitter might crash. It could. It could. So, for instance, today, somebody noted that at position five on the boardwalk at Maggie Marsh, there was a sighting of a white-eyed vireo. Woo! So... We might be able to live tweet what we're seeing. Oh, and also I get it. And also, we might be able to see what someone else, you know, look at other people's tweets and then rush over there and try to see the same thing. Yeah, I just got your tweet. Yeah, we could say. Yeah, oh, I just man. got your tweet, and this, I want. I want to see this the rough. This is going to be a disaster. Yeah, I'm angry already. So that's. Uh, what we can do tomorrow when we go to the biggest week in American birding. And also, if it doesn't pan out, there's a couple places we can go. We can go next door to Ottawa National Wildlife Refuge, or we can go down the road a bit near Sandusky to Sheldon Marsh. Mm. Only problem with those two places. <laughs> well, go ahead. I'm sorry. problem with those two places is that um, I really, if we were going to go there, I should have brought a mink on a leash. Why is that? Oh, I really, I should have brought a mink on a leash. A mink on a leash. Mm -hmm. Because when you go there, you have to walk a fur piece. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I bet our listeners enjoyed that one. But there's a lot of walking at Sheldon Marsh. Another reason to envy. I mean, our listeners. Our listeners. I mean, that one sneak up on them. I had the experience of hearing it live for the first time right here. And so I'm sorry, I sort of understand how people. In the twin, in the uh, in the pod, in the twin cities, <laughs> our fans in Minneapolis <laughs> and St. Paul. I was trying to say the potting verse. All our fans at the St. James Infirmary Room at the <laughs> Courtyard Marriott. Well, yeah, the ones in those creeps in the St. Charles Room won't even let us in. So, um, what were you saying? I, I was just saying we can try that tomorrow to oh, okay. um, if if it's kind Sheldon of a disaster. Marsh. Yeah, Sheldon Marsh. Can we um, go there for lunch? Does, does what does he serve? Um, he has uh, marsh burgers. Uh huh. I shouldn't make any burger jokes. Maybe some going marshmallows. To oh, oh, yes. Well. I guess that's about it for this podcast, because this is an introduction to the biggest week in American podcasting. I did have a note about my packing list. I was going to say. Well, I wanted to say I made sure I brought everything, because 
I made a packing list. Do you ever do that of what to take on a trip? I've used it on different trips. And the yeah, f- but you have different packing lists for different trips? I pretty much do, but the first item is pants. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to point that out. I'm and glad I it's that on out. the list. I cross that out right away. <laughs> take care oh, of that, well. and everything else is downhill for me. <laughs> Did you want to say anything about, we have a couple minutes, about how uh, you almost didn't come along on this trip, or it looked like it was in doubt? Oh, it it was in doubt. I mean, I wanted to take my car in on Friday. In fact, I did take my car in on Friday to get the air conditioning fixed, because it's kind of warm down here. I thought, well, I'm transporting this this world-famous podcaster. It should be a nice air-conditioned experience. So, um, and I also got an oil change. And so I picked up my car Friday afternoon, and the air conditioner was making this horrible grinding noise. It sounded like a uh, like a Cessna taking off. Ooh. And uh, the air conditioning was emitting cool air like it wasn't before. But it was it was working fine. So I can live with a little noise. And then that night we went to a fundraiser at a bowling alley in Muskegon, which, in fact, not that far from the Muskegon Wastewater Treatment Facility oh. that you referred to oh, earlier. Yeah. This is all weaving into one giant, big, interesting story. So... I uh, trying to get on the highway after the event. I bowled a 183, by the way. Congratulations. In one of the games. And we raised a lot of money for a good cause involving animals. I don't know exactly what it is. That it some, fits in. It was some sort of animal rescue uh, organization. So I'm trying to get on the highway. I'm accelerating, trying to merge, and nothing. No RPMs. Uh-oh. It was like, zoom. I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm dead. If you don't have those RPMs... You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. Nope. Sometimes you got to go to the gas station and fill up with RPMs. Well, there were, I mean, I wasn't, I, I wasn't at a gas no, station. No. So I brought it in Monday to see if, if I could even, if I could bring it. I mean, if I could drive it here. I mean, if I can't get to Bob's, how are we going to even leave? I, my mind was just spinning with potential problems and anxieties about this car and what I was going to do to this, the greatest week in American birding. And whatever, podcasting. Podcasting. And but not in the greatest week in American auto mechanics. Oh, but everything's okay now. Everything's okay. But somehow the guy at the my mechanic said somehow some debris from the air filter got into an air sensor, and he didn't know how that happened. And uh, of, and it affected the amount of air intake. And if we don't have enough air, we will all lose RPMs. We will. We will. It wasn't like a little particle from a scotch bottle label, was it? <laughs> well, no. Um, he didn't give any the actual debris, so I can't say for sure. But that's a possibility. Well, we are out of time, and I do want to say as a well, way that was of, abrupt as a way of bringing this full circle. Oh, that that car, your car trouble, was almost your Waterloo. <laughs> right? Wow. 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 And there is, in fact, a town in Michigan. Wait a minute. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about this. I'm trying to absorb that. Okay, go ahead. Isn't there a town in Michigan called Waterloo? There's Waterville. I believe there's, there's a... Didn't we go to Waterloo State Recreation Area or something? <laughs> when we were looking, when we were looking when? for the cross Where? bills. Weren't oh. We at, I think we are Waterloo Recreation. I thought we were in that guy's backyard. (laughs) Well, forget about that. (laughs) That litigation is still pending. But anyway, so we came full circle. Okay. Did you have more you want to say about the car before we thank Mark? No, I'm done. Okay, so go ahead. No, no, go really. I mean, I, I, you say you envy the listeners, and yet you know my story is is cut off before at least another ten minutes of of it. Were well, we'll, we'll get into that tomorrow. We'll talk about bowling too, because you bowled a two fifty six. I did. I right. did. Well, that's something we're going to talk about tomorrow because there ain't going to be much else. <laughs> so. 
Thanks for listening and for inspiring us to uh, really reach new heights of creativity in this show. And thanks to our producer, Mark Winter. And uh, email me at bob at petliferadio.com and let me know how much you enjoy this show. Bye-bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.